Well, you used to really be scared here. Johnny. You're still afraid. Stop it now. I mean it. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. He'll hear you. Here he comes now. I'm getting out of here. Johnny. This week on the podcast, throw Molotov cocktails out of the second floor window, find the key for the gas pump, and beware of radiation from the Venus probe. That's right. That means this week we're talking about Night of the Living Dead on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. I'm Jason Martin. I am Paul Conlon. And with us, we have a special guest today, Celeste Reddish, to talk about Night of the Living Dead. Say hi. Say hello. What's up? Hi. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, just to be clear, of course, this is the original Night of the Living Dead, not the uh, night was a 1990, I think, remake. Yeah. Um, or any of the various slightly right. renamed yes. alternate universe Yeah. Because yeah, that's originally the one that I saw was The Color of One. And oh, really? The 1990? Yeah, the oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so the movie uh, opens up um, and uh, there's somebody driving down the road. Um, and you see the Night of the Living Dead title, uh, which uh, no copyright on it, which is uh, which was a mistake. That's why this movie has been public domain. Ah, gotcha. oh, I didn't know That's that. why you can watch this on pretty much everywhere for free. No reason to pirate it because it's just free. Yeah, it's on TV. <laughs> yeah, see, it's it's always free. It's free. Whoever wants to basically put it on there. Um, yeah, no copyright on it. Was it a mistake? Was it just a warning for the future? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, you see, a, I like when they're driving uh, driving down the road. You see a, a road sign that says "Cemetery Entrance," and it's got a bunch of bullet holes in it, which is great. It's one of those things you used to see a lot where people would shoot road signs, shoot a bunch of holes in road signs. And uh, and uh, the uh, the man and the and the woman there. Um, um, I can't remember there. Barbara and uh, your brother. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I got it written down there somewhere. Anyway, he's uh, he's bitching about the long drive to the cemetery, and uh, yeah, three hours is a pretty long drive. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, and she's saying, well, it only takes a few minutes. Yeah, it only takes a few minutes, but it's several hours to actually get here. Was it Johnny? No, it not Johnny. I think it might be Johnny. It'll be in here somewhere. I don't think it. I don't know. Maybe it is. I, don't know. I got it in here somewhere, but. Huh? Oh yeah, that was Johnny. I don't know why. Okay, I remember calling Johnny. Johnny. Oh Johnny yeah. Being really Stop stupid. it, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, anyway, she's saying only a few minutes. It takes only a few minutes. Yeah, but it takes hours to get here and hours to get back. And uh, right as they're getting out of the car, he turns. The radio comes on, and he 
and he's and he says uh, and the radio says technical or some technical problems and he says there's nothing wrong with the radio it must have been the station so there they could have been warned with what was going on because they were apparently talking about it on the radio and they just thought it was with the something radio problems right in the middle of nowhere right they thought it was the car radio but it was actually something going on and they just missed the probably missed the announcement um and uh they're at the gravestone and uh they're talking about you know whatever and then you see a man walking toward him in the distance just some man walking and uh johnny is uh trying to scare her talking about how you know they're coming to get you barbara yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and uh and he says look there's there's one of there comes one of them now pointing at the man you know trying to mess with her but of course the man really was uh coming to get him yeah exactly so the man grabs her and uh and then uh she struggles with him and then uh and then johnny you know tries to fight him off and gets overtaken by the uh as you refer to him as ghouls here ghouls yeah and here you go the very first uh Pretty much the very first modern zombie on movie, in movie history. Yeah, they never much. call anything anyone a zombie in there, do they? No, they don't. They don't. I, I was struck by the way they call them ghouls later on, especially in the newscast. Yes. That's flesh eaters? Do they also call them flesh eaters? Uh, I think they okay. talked about them eating the flesh, and they might have referred to them as that in an offhand way, but not as like a, a label. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's so this is where it you know, sets up as very important moment in movie history where you, you pretty much had the invention of the modern zombie which is mm-hmm. betrayed in hundreds of movies and tv shows yep. uh, since then um they said they set up the basic rules you know you know in this movie so um and so johnny is johnny's gone um barbara doesn't know for sure he's gone but barbara runs runs from him runs into the house and she tries the phone uh, the phone is dead and uh she sees the man outside um, and several others sees the uh, the ghouls, where he was, you know, walking slowly toward the house. And she sees a dead body on the stairs, so she goes back downstairs. And then she walks outside and sees Ben. And uh, Ben, you know, basically grabs her and walks her inside. Um, Ben's driven up in a truck. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and she is just silent. And, uh, you know, she's like in shock and just kind of standing there. And uh, he's looking for food, and uh, you know, she's basically he's asking her a bunch of questions, and she can't say anything. She's just like, eventually, she says, "What's happening?" And uh, she does that a lot, doesn't she? Yeah, she's hysterical. Yeah, yeah, she is. Um, and uh, Ben is, uh, you know, Ben is killing them uh, outside, and then uh, one's coming after her inside, and Ben saves her. Uh, one's walking toward her, and she's not even paying attention. Um, and, uh, you know, he's asking her to help. And he says, I know you're afraid, but we have to work together. Um, uh, ben is uh, telling the story about how he got the truck. And he's talking about those things were clinging on to it. Uh, the truck was on fire. And uh, he said he was alone with 50 or 60 of those things. And so he said, I drove right through them. They didn't move. They scattered through the air like bugs, you know, uh, which is pretty, you know, Back then, it was a pretty wild notion. 
considering you know people didn't know the idea of zombies back then. Pretty, you know, they'd, they'd show them driving through 50 or 60 of them scattering through the <laughs> right, bugs. Right, exactly. And it'd be CGI probably. Yeah, yeah. One, of them, one of them would be smashed on the windshield. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's the last thing to go through your head? No yeah. Windshield. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Barbara talks about her brother and the man they, you know, the, the man they saw, the ghoul. And uh, she says, we have to go out of here and get Johnny. And she keeps like, we have to get Johnny. And uh, Ben is just kind of, he's busy, you know, getting the house ready. He's just mostly ignoring her. And uh, and uh, she says, my brother is alone. And, and Ben says, your brother is dead. And she slaps him and he punches her, I think. Yeah, he does. And he does punch her, right? It's not a slap, it's a punch, yeah. He knocks her out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, that was a pretty wild moment there, but... Um, not something they would do in a movie today. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if they did, there would be a, there would be an evil character. Couldn't be a good character if he did that, you know, kind of uh, thing. Um, and then Ben turns on the radio and the radio is describing uh, the situation on the news uh, while he's preparing the house. So it's a good little moment. You see him doing stuff, you know, boarding up windows and doing things. And uh, while the radio tells us a little bit about the situation, it, it always kills me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it two or three mm-hmm. times. I look, watch for it, like the, mm-hmm. sorry about boarding up this and that. And there's these open windows behind them. Yeah, in a number of different scenes. Yeah, and then when they're putting like one board across the window, like that's going to stop something from coming through the window. Right, right, right. The, the biggest thing they did was they put took one door and put it over the other door, which I thought was pretty good. And yeah, place. But then yeah. they have like one board across a window and mm-hmm. you see the background there are other windows that are, aren't even touched. Yeah. 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 It wasn't a, it wasn't a hundred percent. No, no. Uh, well done plan for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, um, I've been, it's, it's great how they just, the news is telling a little bit of what's going on. It's talking about in different cities. Exposition. Yeah. It's talking about people, uh, you know, the recently dead or whatever, or the dead arising. And, uh, and there have been reports that they have been eating the flesh of their victims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, uh, so Ben makes a, while he's doing this, he makes a uh, torch out of a, it's like a table leg, wraps a cloth around it um, and, you know, gets it burning. And he sets a, like a, like a living room chair or something yeah. on fire out front of the house. Um, One of the comfortable chairs. Yeah. And uh, try to get him, you know, maybe to not want to walk toward the house, probably. Um, and uh, he tells her we're boarded up pretty well. Sooner or later, um, someone's bound to come get us. Well, he's talking about humans, alive people. It's like we're boarded up pretty well, so sooner or later, someone's bound to come get us. So he's hopeful that they just have to wait it out um, and someone will come get us and rescue us. Um, and this is where they meet uh, Mr. Cooper and Tom. And uh, they had been in the cellar the whole time. Um, we don't know that at all. Um, and they're talking strategy of the of the, the cellar versus the main floor. Uh, should we all go in the cellar? Should we stay and stay right here? We're safer in the cellar, but then we're trapped. Um, you know. So there are Ben and and Mr. Cooper are arguing a lot about who's going where. Um, you know. Cooper's already. What would made. you have done? Cooper's already made his decision to stay in the cellar. Yeah. <clears throat> um, ben was right. They're trapped down there. Yeah. They get in, they're trapped. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they accidentally burn the place down. They're, yeah. they're trapped. They're, there's no no back way out. They're trapped. Yeah. But, man, that, 
that house is like a big giant Swiss cheese. Yeah. And there yeah. are rats coming from every direction. Yeah. I think I'd stay on the main floor because I could. Uh, I think I would have got to the top like floor, looked around, I'm like, that's the best way to run. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Especially if it was, well, it's tougher when it's dark and it's middle of nowhere and electricity is probably, made, well, not electricity is not off, but. I would, I would just, I'd run, I'd probably get away, yeah. you know, even with the dark, the darkness would make it more <clears throat> difficult, but, uh, it seems to me that lighting things on fire kind of drew the moths to the flames, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I think, uh, most people could outrun the, uh, outrun them unless they yeah. <clears throat> twist their ankle and, and then they're done for, but you know, unless that's what we do, what would, what would be your strategy? Left if possible. Definitely stayed. I wouldn't win in the cellar at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you see there's another scene here where you see the different uh, zombies walking toward the house. And there's one, there's a great one where a woman uh, on a tree grabs an insect and, eats and it. just eats it. <laughs> yeah. Protein, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we meet uh, Tom, who's the younger guy. We meet his uh, his wife, Judy. Um, and uh, I just want to mention this, uh, this actress, Judy. Um, I happened. I just happened to look up her age. You know, it's because you know these older movies. I tend to look and see if how old they are, if they're still alive, whatever. And Judy is my same birthday, and she's exactly twenty-five years older than me, yeah. which means she has the exact same birthday as Oliver Stone and Tommy Lee Jones, because they're exactly twenty-five years older than me both. So, born Tommy Lee Jones, Oliver Stone, yeah. and this actress, right? Yeah, were all born the same day. Yeah. In the same city, in the same hospital. Maybe they were all yeah, switched to yeah, birth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I always remember uh, those two because they're 25 years older than me. So, yeah, exactly. That's cool. So, um, and uh, so Tom Tom decides to stay above. Uh, Cooper goes into the cellar. Uh, Cooper's wife and his daughter, we find out they're down there too. And his daughter is sick. And uh, that's kind of an important thing, right? But she's sick. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, and well, um, Cooper's wife um, is asking, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, we, we're staying down here. And uh, his wife says, uh, that's important, isn't it? To be to be right and everyone else is wrong. I love that because it's, you know, it's very husband and wife pretty instantly you show you show their relationship, you know, and you show what well, you already suspect that that Mr. Cooper's not a, not a good guy, really. You know, he's a dick. Yeah, yeah, and he and he mentions something about the radio, and his wife's like, "There's a radio upstairs, and we're we're sealed down here. There's a radio, you know." And, um, and uh, she says, "Why don't you do something to help somebody?" Um, and uh, they find TV. Yeah, upstairs, upstairs. They, they turn on the TV, and uh, they're talking strategy of how to get to the gas pump. But they're watching the TV and they're doing news reports of more news yeah. exposition about what's going yeah. on. Yeah. And they happen to be showing uh, uh, different, because I grew up near Pittsburgh, they, they're showing like suburbs of Pittsburgh of where a shelter is or whatever. And they're showing like all these names I recognize from, from living up there, a bunch of different Pittsburgh suburbs on there. And uh, yeah, they're talking the strategy of how to get to the gas pump and like, well, they don't know where the key is, but they're like, uh, you know, there's a key ring. Cooper actually says there's a key ring downstairs that maybe there's the keys there. And uh, on the news, uh, they see some reporters following some some military guys and some politicians, and they're talking about uh, the radiation on the Venus probe. Maybe what 
maybe what happened. And then you could tell that some of the guys are denying it. Some think that's what it is. And the other people, the other experts are disagreeing because they don't want the public, the PR um, backlash from it. Um, but that's that's the explanation you get for this happening is uh, the radiation. So Radiation from the Venus probe. Yeah, exactly. Which is probably somewhere around Venus. Yes, probably. And yet still affects Earth. Right. Um, or was it, did it return from Venus? Um, I don't know. I don't think the, they the, don't the, say. The probe must have returned from Venus. Right. With oh, radiation. It's a Venetian, Venetian disease. <laughs> Venetian blind, yeah. A, yeah. a, a venereal disease. I mean, a venereal disease, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, on the news, um, a man tells a story uh, about, and he works in a morgue, and we had a cadaver with no arms and legs, but it opened in size and tried to tried to move. Um and uh, they're talking um, to the, uh, you know, how to get rid of them. It's like, yeah, hey, you need to burn them. You just need to burn them, you know. Uh, you know, that's how you get rid of them. You just, you know, you burn them and that takes care of them. Yeah, but if they're walking around and you light them up, they could just light up everything else around them. So. True, true. And you got to knock them down. Yeah, yeah. Cut the head off. and Yeah. Um, and uh, they're talking about the, the plan of the Molotov cocktails uh, to distraction to get to the truck. And uh, Tom and Judy are talking about the plan, uh, Tom's wife, Judy. And, uh, you know, Tom's like, you know, I need to I need to do this. And Judy's like, I don't want you to get hurt or whatever like that. Um, and uh, they tell Barbara uh, she has to go downstairs uh, to be safe while they're doing this. And go downstairs, we'll do this, and then we could leave. And she's like, I'd like to leave. Yes, yes, I'd like to leave. You know, she's still... In shock. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is where Tom and Ben go outside. Um, Cooper is upstairs with the cocktails. Um, Tom gets in the truck. Uh, Judy comes out, which wasn't part of the plan, to uh, be with Tom. Gets in the truck, which kind of fucks everything up. Um, maybe her being there. Uh, ben is shooting them, and they, they drive to the gas pump. The truck is on fire. And this is... Uh, uh, Tom and Judy uh, get in the truck, and uh, the truck's on fire. They're trying to drive away the gas from the gas pump, but the truck's still on fire. And then Tom and Judy <laughs> explode. Um, and this is, uh, you know, Cooper had been upstairs uh, throwing the cocktails, though. But, uh, yeah, Tom and Judy explode, so that's the end of them. And, uh, and the truck. Yeah, and the truck, which was, they think is their only hope. But really, they could, you know, you could kind of run. Hopefully you find a road, and I don't know. It now, sucks when if, it's dark. If, if Tom and Judy had been real heroes, right. they would have driven that burning truck into the middle of all the zombies and then exploded. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> they said. They just kind of parked on the side of the road. Yeah, that's what they should have done. Um, and uh, once the door is uh, barricaded, um, so Cooper doesn't want to let Ben back in. Like he's afraid that he lets Ben in and all the other things are going to get in. So he's like, so eventually Ben gets in and he punches uh, Mr. Cooper several times. Beats the hell out of him and uh, Cooper the dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they're uh, talking about the daughter downstairs, and like Ben's asking what's wrong with her because they are down in the cellar now. And they say one of the things bit her. Yeah, you can see this is going right. Okay. Well, first there's a daughter downstairs, and then oh, she's sick. Oh, one of those things bit her. Uh, well, back then, uh, back then we don't we don't know the the, the idea that biting him. 
mean, I agree, but the, the revelation slowly, bit by bit, of yeah. the daughter, and you can see basically building up the, the foreshadowing of what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, and um, but the, they uh, they bit her, and uh, you know, Ben says mentions like, well, who knows what kind of disease those things carry? You know, not realizing he's just thinking the disease, not realizing the worst thing that could happen from it. Um, and then uh, she could start cooking. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, she, Barbara um, keeps saying, Johnny has the keys. Brother, Johnny <laughs> has the keys. So they're like, you know, they're trying to, th- actually thinking about like, wait a minute. Okay. He's, there's a car out there There's somewhere. a car. And, then, and there's keys on a body out there somewhere. Right. Right. Um, and uh, the TV is on and they're talking about the radiation. And uh, they're saying, that, you know, kill the brain and you kill the ghoul. So they're, there's the strategy there, kill the brain, kill the ghoul, because radiation activated the brain. Um, so if you kill the brain, then that takes care of it. And uh, they've got uh, the news newsman here, the newsman uh, interviewing the uh, police chief. Um, you know, the police chief, and he's got the great, great Pittsburgh accent. He's like, you know, if you had a gun, shoot him in the head. And uh, just the way he's talking. He's like, yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. And uh, and that guy looked familiar. Was he much other stuff? Did he move on to other things? I don't know. I, you know, I forgot to look. Actually, he might have been. But uh, you mean the the police chief? Yeah, he did look familiar. Um, but I wanted to mention Bill Cardill, the uh, the news guy. Reporter. I remember him from when I was a kid in Pittsburgh. Was, was he an actual reporter? Oh yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, that's that's his real name. Uh, and he, uh, I remember when he was a kid. I think he was. Because I think he was on the local CBS station, I believe. Um, but it might have been the NBC. Local, the, I mean, Channel Pittsburgh. 11? Was it Channel 11? Yeah, he was on. That was the NBC affiliate in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Cardell. I remember him when I was a kid. I mean, until like the mid 80s. I always watched the ABC, but I remember him from back then. And then year, I didn't watch this movie until a few years later, probably. I was like, oh, yeah, it's him playing himself. Um and uh, but he's got the great Pittsburgh accent. Um, uh, and one of them, uh, one of the, the ghouls outside the house, one of them picks up a rock and they start beating on the doors and windows. And uh, and they break through. Uh, so they're in the house. And then uh, Ben, uh, uh, you know, Cooper, uh, Ben shoots Cooper because he's, he's starting to turn. And then... Uh, you know, his uh, Ben or Cooper's wife is grabbed by them, and then Ben likes Ben look, looked forward to killing Cooper, you know. But when the wife starts to act like a zombie, then he he kills her too, you know. But he doesn't, it wasn't wanting to kill her really. But and uh, you see Karen, uh, the daughter, is eating her dad's heart, <laughs> and uh, and then she kills her mom with a with a garden trowel. Um, that is what it is, right? A trowel, I think it is. Um, and uh, stabbing, stabbing her mom with the trowel. Yes, that's uh, that's how he uh, kills her. Um, and then Johnny, uh, uh, Johnny, uh, as a ghoul now, uh, ends up killing Barbara. And the first ghoul from the cemetery is also there, right next to Johnny. And uh, uh, this is where, so everybody's dead now except for Ben. Ben locks himself in the cellar, and. Uh, uh, yeah, this is okay. This is where Cooper Cooper gets up as a zombie, and Ben shoots him, 
and then he shoots the wife. And uh, and next we get to, it's the morning time. You get a helicopter flying overhead. You get to basically the hunting parties out looking for looking for him, and you see, you know, them wandering through fields or whatever, and uh, and and they mention, uh, yeah, go check out this house. Um, go check out this house. There's a house up there, and uh, Ben is sleeping, uh, but he he wakes up. He hears the dogs barkings and then gunshots, so he realizes there's there's you know definitely a group of humans out there somewhere, um, and. Uh, and they, they walk by the truck that's burned up, and he, the chief says someone had a cookout here. Here, Vince, uh, they get the truck. And you see him shooting in, shooting them in the field. Um, ben uh, comes out of the cellar, and uh, the chief says, uh, there's, there's someone in there. There's someone in there. I heard a noise. And uh, the chief says, there he is. Uh, hit him between the eyes. Okay, good shot. Okay, he's, okay, he's dead. Here's another one for the, for the fire. That's where the Pittsburgh got the fire. There's one for the fire. And uh fire in the hole. Yeah. And uh and it's great because just Ben's dead. Like there's no He survived everything, just get right. It's a bit like the easy rider ending where it's just like oh wow, what happened? <laughs> but you know, and there's no, you know, and uh there's still shots, very artistic looking things, still shots of Ben dead and the they're sticking the uh, I don't know the hooks in them. Like if you're yeah. gonna pick up, I guess like yeah. maybe a pig carcass or something. Yeah, like, like what butchers were used for right. the slabs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, them, yeah. Hang and just hook them, and uh, they're hooking them and uh, throwing them on the fire, and uh, and uh, at the little end, you get special thanks WIIC TV Pittsburgh, which Bill Cardill apparently was on back then, so it wasn't that. Maybe the station call letters changed because it was W. Um, um, PXI when I was a kid. I don't know. Maybe it changed or maybe it was an independent station that disappeared. Probably changed because this was made before you were born. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know if it changed or if it was maybe an independent station that went away or something. I'm not sure. Maybe just your perception changed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> reality. Um, you get the, uh, um, yeah, and uh, and that's it for the story. We'll be back right after this. Just calm down. Oh, oh, I screamed, Johnny! Johnny, help me! Oh, help me! And he wouldn't let me go. He ripped. <laughs> and then Johnny came and he ran and he had, he fought this man. And I got so afraid. I ran. I ran. I ran. <laughs> And Johnny didn't come. We've got to, we have to wait for Johnny. Maybe we better go out and get him. We have to go out and get Johnny. He's out there. Please, don't you hear me? We've got to go out and get him. Please! We have got to go get Johnny! Please help me! Please! Don't you know what's going on out there? This is no Sunday school picnic. Don't you understand? My brother is alone! Your brother is dead. No! My brother is not dead! 
We are back here on the podcast talking about Night of the Living Dead, um, the original one, of course. And uh, this movie, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, scored 96. Wow. Yeah. Really good. It's pretty high for an old <clears throat> black and white movie. Right, right. A lot of bad acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, a lot of bad acting. But you, know, you can see the, the respect for this movie, for sure. Yeah. The fact that it's 96. Um, but yeah, there's there's... Fair amount of bad acting in here for sure. Um, I think uh, Dwayne Jones has the best job. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it was released in October 1st of 68, and it was one of the last films released in the U.S. without a rating then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've talked a good bit about when the rating started, how it affected, you know. Yeah, they're probably trying to avoid the X rating because of all the gore. Yeah. Um, yeah. It probably would have gotten in 68. Right, yeah. right. Flesh eating zombies, yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> stuff like you know, but the same year, Planet of the Apes got a G rating, even though there's naked men swimming in a pool too. So it's kind of crazy. They were kind of all over the place back then. Um, but uh, yeah, 96 for the Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score, uh, audience score 87. So 96 is really good. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know, I mean obviously a lot of the movies on my list are are. Consider great movies, anyways, but uh, that puts them in the, in the top, uh, you know, fifteen percent at least, if not higher than that. Um, top ten percent, maybe. Um, the budget on this movie: uh, one hundred and fourteen thousand uh, dollars. Bo- and it shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, box office: thirty million dollars, and that is adjusted box office: two hundred and thirty-six million dollars. So, as far as the multiplier goes, it's unbelievably great. As far as the adjusted box office, it's compared to movies on the list, it's below average, still, you know. But for the amount of money it cost, it made a right. shit ton of profit. Yeah, it did. Um, you know, $236 million is pretty good. Um, the AFI top 400 nominated uh, films of all time, it, it made uh, both lists, the 1998 and the 2007. This one, the top, top 400, 400 nominated. Not, not top 200. No, it's top 400. The nominated is 400. Uh, the list is the list is 100. This is 100. But the nominated is 400. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, this movie came out October 1st, 1968. Um, Celeste, do you remember when you first saw the movie? Mm, no, I don't know. It was years ago. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. Paul, do you remember? I think I first saw it at a comic book convention somewhere in the middle of Kansas. Okay. Okay. You know, you go to the convention, you pay your money to that, do all the events, and they would always be showing movies, just go in and watch them. Mm-hmm. So I think it was one of the first times I saw that. Okay. I saw it, I think that I, I'm pretty sure I saw it on just broadcast TV, maybe 1986, 1987. I mean, I, I certainly, of course, I knew about it. I knew what it was, but I never had the reason to want to watch it, I guess, and I just happened to watch it. And I think I watched, uh, you know, I mean, the the, the newer version, which you know, came out in 90, I watched it too. I liked it. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, so here's movies that were in theaters at the time. Uh, Hang Em High, With Six You Get Egg Roll, uh, Funny Girl, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, Barbarella, Bullet, Ice Station Zebra, The Lion in Winter, Yellow Submarine, Oliver, oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. So... Um, Including this movie, uh, Celeste, which one of those movies have you seen the most? Um, 
probably close between Yellowstone Marine and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Not Oliver? No? Have some more, please. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paul, what about you? Which one have you seen the most? Uh, probably the same two movies between the Oliver might be up there as well. Hang him high as well. Yeah. I actually I believe I actually saw Oliver in the theater. Yeah. I'd have been five. Okay. I remember seeing Oliver in the theater. Mm -hmm. Or I might be mistaken. Yeah. It might have been, you know, back then in the early seventies, movies would be kind of like a, on a repeat in the Saturday night and for kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it'd been had a multi-year run in the theaters or else and then a couple years later it'd be like a saturday matinee for kids especially kids movies like this yeah um, before they really started you know popping up like uh, uh weeds on tv yeah yeah now uh, romeo and juliet i saw in school i think in probably sophomore year in high school because it's one of those movies that Rather he would show in school because yeah. you know it's romeo and juliet fairly, so. fairly good uh yeah uh Filming of the play. Yeah. And then Chitty Chitty Bang Bang also saw in school and Oliver, I mm. think, too. But Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was definitely one of those middle school, hey, we get a we get a movie today and mm. here's a here's a Disney uh So do you know who wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I can't remember. It's a famous writer. Yeah. He's got a movie coming out, I think next month. Okay. Uh, Ian Fleming. Really? Oh. Yes. When he's gonna have a movie coming out because he's yeah. dead, but James yeah, Bond yeah. comes out next Oh month. yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Okay. Um, and uh, Oliver, I think, I believe this, I've heard this before. Oliver, I believe, is considered the, I think it won Best Picture, I think. And it's considered one of the worst Best Picture winners of all time. Uh, it's still, <clears throat> whatever, a quality movie, but it's kind of it, silly that it won. I think it was based on a Broadway musical at the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Lion Winter has a uh, uh, young Anthony, uh, Anthony Hopkins in it. So, um, and... Barbarella, I have a good story about that because um, I've never seen it in theaters for sure or drive-in, but my dad, uh, a couple years before he met my mom, actually went to see Barbarella at the theater, at the drive-in with a date, and apparently she was a daughter of a minister, and <laughs> Barbarella is a very, very filthy movie, yeah. <laughs> and he was, they were kind of embarrassed about it, so my dad saw that at the drive-in, so. Uh, which I've seen the most is uh, El Miz is definitely Night of the Living Dead. I mean, I haven't seen it like a ton of times. I've probably seen it nine or ten times, but you know. So, so the world premiere like mm -hmm. on this date, October first, nineteen sixty-eight, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it was um, at the Fulton Theater. Mm -hmm. The film was met with a standing ovation. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's also a local <clears throat> movie too, so you know, yeah, local. Um, and speaking of that. Um, this movie probably never would have happened if it wasn't for uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, because George Romero was working, uh, was making films for Mr. Rogers' show, where he would show like a Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Fred yeah, Rogers. yeah, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. and he would show um, the man. Uh, he got uh, latent image, which was the one of the founding members. Uh, George Romero um, made a film for Mr. Rogers called "Mr. Rogers Gets a Tonsillectomy." Oh my god! And. And told the very real story of, well, Mr. Roger getting a tonsillectomy. And uh, Romero joked that it was the scariest movie he ever made because he was so scared making it. And and also, I mentioned uh, we, you know, the lead role in the film is that of Ben, uh, depicted in the script as a gruff truck driver and a limited vac vocabulary and less, and less patience. And the role was originally intended for um, uh, Rudy Ricci. Rudy Ricci. Yeah. 
And uh, but during casting, an actor named Dwayne Jones auditioned for the part, and everyone, including Ricci, thought uh, Jones was excellent, and he was cast. But Jane, Dwayne Jones was no truck driver. He was sharp, well-educated, and spoke several languages, so he and Romero gave Ben's dialogue an upgrade. And Jones was also black, but Romero made no move to make it any way part of the story. And this is this is a great line. And said, while this is not the first time a black actor had been cast in a major role in an American film where race was not integral to the story, it was the first time that actor was not named Sidney Poitier. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone could be anybody. They could be black. They just had to be Sidney Poitier before yeah. this. So, um, yeah. um, Ricci, uh, there's a Rudy and a Ricky Ricci associated with the film. Mm -hmm. And uh, modern art audiences might know Christina Ricci, but there's no mm -hmm. relation. Right. And then one of the writer producers, a guy named Russo, and mm -hmm. of course, two of the biggest movie makers out there right now are the Russo brothers. Right. Again, there's no there's no okay. relation. No, I, relation. I, I looked them up. Steve. Are these people really? It can't be that all these no. names are in this movie and yeah. they're all doing stuff now. Yeah. But they're different fan than they are. No, okay. They're not related. Okay. Um, and um, the uh, the director, uh, of course, George Romero. Um, he's made a few movies. Yeah, yeah. He's done a lot of uh, a lot of scary stuff. Um, definitely, uh, um, you know, a Pittsburgh guy. And uh, you know the story. Um, then when when they got the, the film uh, finished and were heading to New York to sell it, basically, was the night that uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. So that was on the radio when they were heading toward uh, basically to sell their film in New York City. That was the day that uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. Mm -hmm. And um, Celeste, did you have any of those trivia things on there you were going to you going to mention? Oh, the chocolate thing I thought was yeah. interesting. Um, so when they're in the burnout truck, mm -hmm. the, they were actually eating roast ham covered in chocolate sauce. Mm -hmm. And then the zombie hand, I think it was coming through the window. It was made of clay and um mm -hmm. Uh, chocolate. Okay. So you could cut it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, any of those other ones in there you want to mention? Let's see. Mm. Um, I'll mention the tagline for this movie is if it doesn't scare you, you're already dead. And uh, for whatever reason, that wasn't on the IMDb web uh, page, but I had to Google it separately. Um, and uh, Paul, what do you think about the Bechdel test on this one? <clears throat> Let's see. We've got Barbara. Yeah, Mrs. Cooper. Mrs. Cooper. Judy. Judy. The daughter never says anything because she's yeah. out. And she never really interacts with anyone right. except her mom. Yeah. Her. yeah. <clears throat> um, Judy and... Celeste, do you know what the Bechdel test is? Mm-mm. Okay. I'll explain it after we get there. Well, you know what? It could. I never really look at it that way. Yeah. You know, uh, it might have the interactions. Actually. You know, when they were, uh, when Judy came downstairs mm -hmm. to relieve mm -hmm. the mom so she'd go upstairs and see what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, they were talking about the girl and this and the other and what was going on and not really the guys. So mm -hmm. well, maybe one or two scenes, but there's just not enough main characters. Right. Um, but I think passed the test. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could have. I think if, Romero was thinking along those lines when he was making it. Yeah. Probably been a lot more interaction. Yeah. Um, with the the women. Yeah. So. Um, so Celeste, the Bechdel test is something that somebody created. I don't know when it was twenty years ago or 15, ten years. Ago, I don't know. The Bechdel test is about uh, basically the female inclusion in in movies. Oh, okay. So to pass the Bechdel test, 
first of all, a movie has to have um, has to have at least two women who interact with each other, and you have to know their names, and they have to have a conversation with each other, just one conversation, one wow. sentence. Um, now here's the here's the hard part. <laughs> they have to have a con- they have to have a conversation with something with something that's not about a man. And ninety five percent of the movies on my list do not pass that test. Yeah. Oh, and wow. most movies That's do not pass that test. Yeah. The women don't have full names. You don't really right. know them. They don't right. interact with each other. They don't right. interact with the guys. And when yeah. they do talk, they're talking about the guys in the movie. Right. You know, like, and most movies fail that, including most of the ones on my list. And this one is probably closer than most, but yeah. maybe it doesn't even. Jeez. So that's the Bechdel test, which is interesting because it's almost no movies actually, uh, you know, pass that. Yeah. And there's, a, there's, I can't remember what movie it was, but there was one movie that, had a meta moment where it intentionally was passing the Bechdel test and like it hit all the marks and letting you know, like they look at the camera and like, Hey, we passed the Bechdel test or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the, uh, well, it wasn't the shining. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) The Steve Park award on this. Um, it's hard to do on this because I wouldn't go to your, uh, your uh, news guy. Yeah, Bill Cardell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Bill Cardell. Um, I don't know if he was ever in another movie, but I saw him in the news. So. Now, uh, the guy that played the sheriff, I looked him up. So he's yeah. familiar. He didn't yeah. really in a lot of things, but he played uh, other sheriffs. He even played uh, Sheriff McClellan again in another movie later on. Like mm-hmm. He died, I think, 2016 or 17, but in that year, he played Sheriff McClellan again okay. in another zombie type movie. Oh, okay. That's good. Now, we didn't talk about before, but it's time to play the games. Um, I'm going to give her a a name, and you can be thinking about one for me, and I'll think about one for you. Oh my goodness! So tell her how the game goes. Here's how the game works. Um, you're gonna have I'm gonna have, I'm gonna stopwatch here. You're gonna have a minute. I'm gonna name an actor, and you're gonna have one minute to name as many movies as you can that that person was in. And if it's a sequel, it has to be. You can't just be part. It's gotta have the full title. Like if it's just part two, that's okay. But you gotta, you know. I'm not good with names. So it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a, a very uh, accessible one. And if if for if if it's a animation counts, if it's documentary counts, as long as it's a you're directing movie just counts. If you direct the movie counts, theatric as long as it's theatrically released, it can't be a TV movie or a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give you a. Um, I'm, I'm gonna give you a name that you can probably do pretty well in. Okay. Okay. You're gonna, I'm gonna start to stopwatch, and you'll be able to see. Uh, what it is. Are you ready? Sure. Tom Hanks. Oh my gosh. I'm going blank. <laughs> and there's so many movies that I can't mm-hmm. think. I don't like I can't be put on the spot. Forrest Gump. One. Castaway. Two. Green Mile. Three. Animation. Oh, um, Toy Story. Four. Uh, animation. God, I can't think of another animation. I mean, there's a bunch of Toy Story movies. Oh, exactly. Um, I don't know how many of there are. Like you have to get the four or five. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh wait, you've got mail. Five. Um. The Polar Express. Six. I can't think of it. Seven. Time. time. Okay. I mean, six. Yeah. 
that's all right. I gave you I gave you the most uh, relatively easy name anyway. Yeah, I don't do good. I know you weren't expecting that. You did well. Um, so you're going to give me a name? Sure. All right. Ready? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. Hunger Games. One. Uh, Joy. Two. Um, American Hustle. Three. Uh, the Hunger Games Catching Fire. Four. Um, the Hunger Games Mockingjay. Part Five. one? Is it part one? Five. Isn't there a spy movie? Probably. Uh, shit, I can't think what she's in. Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Can you find a friend? Yeah. <laughs> so you, you probably know more of those than I do. Actually, yeah, I've got this one a little better. Um, jeez. Um, oh, uh, Mother! Six. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Time. Mm -hmm. Yep. SRC Silver Linings and Red Sparrow. Silver Linings Playbook, yeah. Red Sparrow, all the X Men movies. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, the younger X Men movies. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, are you ready for yours? <clears throat> yeah, I'll give it Or do you want to give him a name? You can give him a name. Oh, no, I don't know. You go. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I was going to do one, but we he was going to do Jennifer Lawrence, and now he can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> um, Let's see. I'm gonna do um, Meg Ryan. <laughs> okay, here's one. George Clooney. Ah, Ocean's Eleven. One. Ocean's Twelve. Two. Ocean's Thirteen. Three. Batman and Robin. Four. Three Kings. Five. Good luck and good night. Six. Up in the air. Seven. Burn Before Reading? Eight. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Nine. Uh, Roseanne didn't count, does it? Because TV no, show. No. Facts of Life don't count because it's a TV show. Mm -hmm. ER doesn't count because it's a TV show. Mm -hmm. ER doesn't count because it's a TV show. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, One Fine Day. I don't know if you guys would know that. It's a romantic comedy. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. Mm -hmm. One fine day. <laughs> Just to get that tenth one in there. Uh, I'm sure there's a plenty more. Sorry, George. Um, time. We also had accepted Perfect Storm, which I watched oh, last that was a the first movie. time in a long time. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah. yeah. But he's been on so many different yeah. roles. He's yeah. usually hit the franchise and, and run from there. Yeah. Um, oh, Tomorrowland. He was actually, I like Tomorrowland. Actually. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. It was pretty good. Um, that was a nice little movie. Mm -hmm. So it's time to talk about who's your guy. So Celeste, who's your guy in this movie? Who's your favorite character? Not necessarily a guy. Who's your or, favorite character? Character or actor. Character or actor, either one. Who's your favorite character? Ben. Or ben? All right. Tell us, why is Ben your, your guy? Um, I like who he represents. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, I guess it's the character to me with most substance. Right, right. And he's the one that's actually a good actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Paul, who's your guy? Dwayne Jones. Same yeah. Thing. Same thing. Uh-huh. Best actor in the movie. Yeah. Does the part, sells it. I believe he is who he is. Yeah. Um, and he makes everyone else around him look so. Why does it say guy? Amateurish. Because it's who's your guy. Who's your guy? I know. You know, what she's saying is your own game doesn't pass the back down. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you just saw, you just saw me trying to do the Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, you know, if you name a woman, then I'm not going to be able to do it. So, you know. Meryl Streep. Yeah. Oh, gosh. She's in movies? Yeah. I could name uh, five, maybe. Out of the 50. Um, yeah. I mean, sure. I'll take Ben also as who's my guy because he's, he's great. And everyone else is kind of there. Um, you know, it's a, you know, it's his movie. I mean, he does a great job. And we didn't mention the whole fact about the fact him being killed at the end that, we don't think so, but was it racially motivated? Was it not? You know, no, no, I don't think so. But um, you know, and uh, it's time to talk about the villains list. Um, uh, Celeste, every time, every move, we pick a villain and we try to re-rank them within our top ten villains list. Which, after about ninety some movies, is hard to crack the top ten villains list. So I'm going to go down the current top ten villains list. Um, at the bottom, number ten is Frank Costello from The Departed. Bricktop from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, Hans Landa from Inglorious Bastards, Dudley Smith from LA Confidential, The Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratched from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz, Norman Bates from Psycho, Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs. That's our current list. So we have to so we figure out who the villain is in this movie. Who's the villain in this movie? You know, I usually talk about the hero's journey, right. who impedes the hero's journey mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Right. Um and in this movie, actually, it struck me that you know, it starts with Barbara and her brother. Yeah. And then it follows her mm-hmm. uh, getting away fairly cleverly. She can't start the car, but she puts right. it in gear and rolls down the hill as long, far as she can get away yeah. from them. Um, and then they get to the house, and then Ben's there, and then the Coopers show up. And and they kind of switch the narrative to who's kind of the main whatever. So there's really no hero here, because mm-hmm. especially when you get to the end, yeah. everyone who we know in the movie is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, from one thing or another. Mm-hmm. And the people that survived, the ones that, you know, have done the smart thing and kept together and gone hunting for zombies and mm-hmm. everyone who kind of went off on their own or tried to uh, hole up, but bit the dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really see that there's much of a, except for a man, much of a well, hero here, but not a, yeah. a hero arc of yeah. the storyline. Yeah. And of course, the, the bad guys are the zombies, but we don't really know why they're zombies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick I villain, I think it'd be Mr. Cooper because he's mm-hmm. kind of dick. I was going to say that. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely the dick, yeah, but yeah. it's also a lot of the, I want to protect my family, my yeah, daughter's sick yeah. downstairs. I don't want you messing up with my family, all oh, stuff. Yeah. Of course, yeah. he's kind of short sighted with the right. sick daughter and everything else that's going on. And yeah. even he, later on, he mentions, oh, yeah, she got bit by one of those. Like, yeah, big important <laughs> news. Tell us, that, tell us yeah. that up front. Yeah. Yeah. So e- even if we do have a villain, they're not they're not touching our top 10 list. No. No, they're not evil enough. Even if you make a convincing, really bad villain kind of this movie uh yeah and a lot of it especially at the end is very cinema verte documentary mockumentary style Mm -hmm. uh so that uh it's almost like a like that um, a mockumentary yeah yeah um so they all make our list um yeah we've only got uh a handful of episodes left um there might be there might be one or two that can do the top 10 but you know, it's going to be hard to crack. So, uh, so it's time to talk about the list. Would this be on your top 100 list, Paul? Um, 
I'm not too sure. I don't think it would be. Uh, mm-hmm. It is very uh, interesting movie. It's not super well made, and mm-hmm. the acting by all the other actors is kind of really subpar. Mm-hmm. The non-actors in the in the in the film clips and the news clips, they play like ordinary people, and they yeah. get across that way. Yeah. So if they're acting, they're doing a great job. Yeah. And if they're just ordinary people, well, they're being filmed like ordinary people. Yeah. And Dwayne does the best job for the uh, what's called the uh, the main crew. Mm-hmm. Your nails just kind of falls to the side. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, Celeste, I'm sure it wouldn't be on your top 100 list. So, not at all. No. <laughs> so, it's top, Paul, it's time to guess where you think it is on my list. Now, since the beginning, he's been trying to guess where a movie is on my list with knowing where the gaps are. And until the last episode, which was Psycho, <laughs> it took him about 92 movies to get one right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, we had one guest, uh, which mm-hmm. is last time, uh, Carrie Means, who plays mm-hmm. Frylock, the voice of Frylock on Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did a couple of podcasts with him, and the very first one, the very first guest, he got it like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. And that was... That was over a year that ago. That was well over a year ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Without even knowing where the gaps were in the list. That's Paul has the gaps. Now, there's only, because we're saving the final five uh, movies right. for the end. There's only two to get. There's only from. two to choose from. So I have a 50% chance of getting this right. I okay. know what the next movie is going to be. Yes. So I'm going to guess number 99. I thought you would say that. That's 85. Oh, you <laughs> bum. Yeah. I think you switched it the last yeah, minute. It's 85. I, I thought you would say that. Um, so yeah, it's 85 on the list. Um, and uh, yeah, so 85. You're not really a bum. I'm just upset. always liked it for the uh, the uh, you know. The movie history of this movie, setting up the, all the zombie movies, and uh, you know, it's just so different. You know, have ever told you my uh, my theory on zombie movies? Hmm. So here's my theory on zombie movies: have mm-hmm. been, you know, the world being flooded with zombie stuff lately, mm-hmm. and I think it came from uh, the first season of The Walking Dead. So it's quite a while ago. Uh, near the end of the season, they, they make it to the CDC, and there's this doctor there, mm-hmm. and he whispers to Rick Grimes something about everyone and we don't know what it is at the time i don't think it's ever come back around mm-hmm. it's like a dangling plot thread i can't remember if the comic books ever mm-hmm. visited or not but it always got me thinking what, what do you what did he whisper to him? a lot of the rumors at the time was he was telling them that we're all dead you know where are the living de- where are the walking dead mm-hmm. we're all dead we're just waiting to die blah 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 and in my mind i keep thinking what would be the opposite of that mm-hmm. so it would be a well, we're all living mm-hmm. so all alive. Of course, it didn't make much sense until I started thinking about other things. So, my theory of zombies is: in the beginning, mm-hmm. God created man in the world, <laughs> and we were immortal until we ate the fruit of the wrong tree. Now, we are immortal again, and these zombies are just immortal humans again. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us, mm-hmm. we're also immortal, but we don't know it. So, when we kill each other, we become zombies. Because, you know, we're basically the body starts decaying. And if we don't do anything, just leave them alone, we can live forever. Right. <laughs> also, the zombies that are only like partial zombies, they're still immortal. So they're they're actually alive. They're just horribly hurt and diseased. And if you just cure them or fix them, they'll be fine. Instead, we come on killing them, mm-hmm. destroying them. Okay. All right. Um Time to talk about what didn't make the list. I'm going to mention Dawn of the Dead. Uh, it's a really good one. Uh, 
Mountain 78, I think, takes yeah. place in the shopping mall, at yeah. Monroeville Mall in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, it's a really well done, well done uh, zombie movie there, too. Uh, time to talk about plugs. Celeste, do you have any plugs? No? Paul, do you have any plugs? Um, not at this time, no. All right. I just want to plug the podcast. Uh, as I've said many times before, um, if you're listening to this, that's, mean, that's because you probably listen to several other podcasts. And just teach someone you know who ask the question, what is a podcast? Teach them how to actually download a podcast because most people have no have idea. Have we picked up any new countries? Not recently, no. Recently. no. Um, so it's time to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, consult Dr. Loomis, steal Judith Meyer's headstone, and grab a knitting needle. That's right. Next week we're talking about Halloween on 100 Movies I Love. 100 Movies You Love. And thanks to special guest Celeste Reddish for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Celeste. Thanks for inviting me. Mm -hmm. They need you down there by the barn. Okay. I'm going to follow the wagon down. I only need a few men to check out the house. Somebody had a cook out here, Vince. Yeah, it sure looks like it, Tom. throw it on the fire. Nothing down here? All right, go ahead down and give him a hand. Let's go check out the house. Man. There's something there. I heard a noise. All right, Vince, hit him in the head, right between the eyes. Good shot. Okay, he's dead. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. <laughs> 